Welcome to 50 Ways to Succeed at Work, where you hear stuff about ways to succeed, even the most well-intentioned colleagues, advisors, careers officers and HR departments may never get around to mentioning. Welcome to episode 45. This episode's called Pay Rise, How to Get One and Will It Make You a Success? I once worked for a well-known quality national newspaper. One day I received a mysterious phone call to meet the editor of a competitor journal. After some hilarious clandestine arrangements to protect our mutual identities, I was finally ushered into the great man's presence. It seemed he liked my writing and wanted to hire me for his more down-market tabloid. He offered an enticing salary, at least twice what I was earning. Well, I went away to think about it, though I never seriously considered accepting his offer, mainly because working for his low-quality publication hardly felt like a success. Still, I approached my existing editor in a jubilant mood. Wouldn't he now fully appreciate my value with an offer of twice my current wage on the table? I could surely extract a nice chunk of additional salary from him. I was shocked when he explained there was no way he could match the offer. He even hinted that anyway perhaps I should consider moving on from his paper. It's a wonderful offer, Andrew, enthused my impressed editor. I strongly recommend that you take it. Don't miss out on such a good opportunity. So much for my dream of a surefire pay rise. Your pay is only a crude way of keeping the score when it comes to success. How well you're doing in pay terms seldom says much about how successful you really are. Nor does your working pay connect to how much you deserve to be paid. It's got far more to do with market rates for your job and how hard it would be to replace you. Naturally, you think you need a pay rise. Prices are rising and seem destined to continue upwards for the foreseeable future. You work hard. And now you consider that it's time you were rewarded better for what you currently do. Oh well, none of that matters much to those who pay for your time at work. Most employers are annoyingly reluctant to offer pay rises. If you're about to leave, they might do so, if you're hard to replace, or your performance is necessary to the work of a team, or your contribution can't be replicated with internal candidates. Success at work is therefore only partly based on pay. If you're in a sufficiently high pay bracket, though, this can feel like a success and look like that to outsiders. For example, when two managers of Marks and Spencers hit the headlines in mid-2002, much was made of their respective salaries compared to the managing director. But pay simply doesn't always represent success. For example, if you have a terrible commute, bad relations with work colleagues, suffer from an over-demanding boss, or stressful work conditions, which could threaten your health and well-being, that doesn't feel like success, does it? Still, at some point, perhaps quite soon after you've started work, you may wonder if you're underpaid relative to your talent. So what are the signs of being underpaid and the indications that you're not? Well, when you talk to recruitment agencies... Do they say you're underpaid? And if they tell you about other local jobs with similar responsibilities, are they paying a lot more than you're currently earning? 
you're probably not underpaid if they talk about jobs with pay much like you're earning now, but with worse travel and hours or fewer benefits. Next, check out the salary survey sites. Is the average pay for someone with your responsibilities and experience much higher than yours? If so, it's time to negotiate for a pay rise. In your current organization, you're also probably underpaid. If others there do work similar to yours while being paid more, that's the experience of women generally at work for far too long. Another sign that you're not underpaid is if, for instance, you have practical knowledge, such as using statistics, but don't use that in your job. You're underpaid if you could walk out of your organization today and get a new, higher-paying job tomorrow with comparable benefits. If you're using pay as your measure of success at work, what would be your perfect pay increase to fund your vision of a comfortable life? In 2018, a UK study reported that most people's ideal extra amount for a comfortable life was just over, wait for it, £7,000. This happened well before the pandemic, and working from home then became a norm, and inflation challenged most formal pay scales. Much has changed and continues to change, making it hard to redefine success using just pay as the criteria. However, let's assume that you feel sure that you justify a pay rise as your way of being a success at work. How do you rate your chances? of winning a modest pay rise right now, let alone a whopping one such as that £7,000. If you consider your chances are good, how do you secure that pay rise? Here are some simple steps you can consider to give you the best chance of nailing that increase. First, know your worth. That sounds obvious, yet it's surprising how few people do their homework before plunging in and asking for more. Second, don't take your boss by surprise. Give a pre-warning that you want to discuss your pay. Make it personal by explaining your wish to talk face-to-face -face or via a video or phone call. Third, identify a suitable time to seek a pay increase. Sometimes there's a window for this, such as a general remuneration review, or your organisation might be in the market for more people doing your sort of work. Fourth, once you've decided it's time for more pay, be sure to act on it soon. If you let time tick by without acting, it could mean you lose momentum. Previous doubts may crowd out more recent certainty and consequently you never make a move. Make sure your request is strategic. That is, you know how it relates to current organisational pressures, such as what's happening around pay and the organisation's goals and values. Sixth, Give thought to your boss's schedule. It's no time to mention pay when that person's heading home or in the middle of managing a crisis. Lastly, write a script setting out your case for a pay rise as part of your preparation. Doing this concentrates your mind on the arguments and the order in which it's best to present them. So what action am I suggesting? Well, get specific about how you are defining success and whether your pay reflects that. Next, identify the evidence that you're underpaid and build your case for change. And thirdly, consider the timing and the best way of presenting your claim. And my takeaway from this, if payment is an essential measure of your success, know whether you're over or underpaid and plan what actions flow from that. 
You've been listening to an episode of Andrew's 50 Ways to Succeed at Work. For more episodes, subscribe free to my regular weekly podcasts. You can catch up on past ones at the50ways.site, where you can also become a foundation member with access to e-learning units, transcripts, further reading links, and the forum where you can ask questions, share problems, and join a growing community of people who seriously want to succeed at work. Thanks for listening, and bye for now, until next week.